0: You're listening to the City World Radio Network, high definition digital radio broadcasting from the city to the world. www.cityworldradio.com.
1: Good evening, and welcome to Morfman Moments. What a fun, fun night! Uh, we're on the road again we are live live tonight from one of the coolest places I've ever been uh, it's a bar restaurant theater band. if you've got a band you play here live music it's so much fun in Garwood New Jersey we're at Crossroads I recommend this location for anybody out there who loves live music and just loves to have a lot of fun but most importantly We're doing a live radio show from here tonight, which is really, really exciting. Um, Quickly, for those of you who are new to Morph Mom and new to the show tonight, I'll give you a quick introduction to what you've gotten yourself into. My name is Kathleen Smith. Started Morph Mom about eight years ago. Uh, Former prosecutor, stopped to have kids, had no idea what to do after they were ready to leave me, and I had to fend for myself. No confidence, no contacts, no idea where to begin. So I thought, not going to reinvent the wheel. I'm going to go out and find women who've been through something similar to this, figured it out, went ahead and did what they needed to do, and now in turn were willing to share those stories, to help others to do the same, to find their next step, to find what's next. So it's been an incredibly fun roller coaster of eight years. I've met the most amazing women. Heard the most amazing stories, shared the most inspirational things that have gone on, and that's exactly what we're doing tonight. Yet another great amazing story that's gonna help so many people out there tonight. I'm thrilled to introduce my guests tonight from Mix the founders, co-founders of Mix and Mingle Events, Jessica Silverstein and Brooke Bowler. Uh, two moms, two friends, two women who live very locally in their community, involved in everything. And decided what better way than to build community events and community feeling by supporting local businesses and combining everything together. And with a tagline of Support Local, it's exactly what they did. And Mix and Mingle Events was born. So welcome, you guys. It's great to have you here.
2: We're so excited. Thanks
1: so much for having us, Kathleen. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you guys here. I'm thrilled, especially because your story can help so many people. First of all, what you're doing is so exciting and changing and new all the time. But coming to there's so many things I think that you can share that will help others. For example, deciding to be partners in this and deciding to stay local in this and how you market it. So I want to sort of get right into it tonight for those out there listening. How to start a business. And I would think the first thing, or correct me if I'm wrong, is identifying what's missing or identifying a need. And is that the way you began? Well, we
0: both were already planning events separately. So the need was being filled in some way. I had my own events company, and Brooke was working for a local publication planning their events, and she approached me to help her and work with her, and we worked so well together that we said we have to do this on our own for each other.
1: So it was more of a fluke how it came to happen that you both decided to go forward after this. I think part of it was that there was a need that
2: was identified out there already. And then there was a need within ourselves, um, really, for the next step. Um, you know, Jess was a lawyer in a past life. I was a buyer at Brooks Brothers, um, and I designed men's tailored clothing for Nautica and astrodale Rensamen. So I always had a very creative job. Um, but really we were moms first yeah. um, at this stage in our lives so I think trying to find something that um, you know filled, fulfilled a passion within ourselves something that fulfilled um, a niche within the community um, you know and something that could be flexible enough that we could still um, you know be
1: the moms that we you know yeah. were before <laughs> so so let me back up a little bit if you said you were a lawyer and you, you were a designer and involved in retail how do you both make the switch to events like how did that happen
0: um after law school i practiced for a few years and then i was speaking publicly a lot i ended up doing resume review and i was organizing events and speaking events specifically at the new york city bar association so i had my hand in event planning and it segued perfectly into being at home and really my local start was with the bad moms movie i'm sure everyone's seen so i i wanted to see it everyone wanted to see it it was a community event and I planned at uh, the Rialto which is no longer um in
2: Westfield and they were hu- coming back, now. Coming back. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming back somehow someday yeah.
1: oh some way do yes. you know something that we did you heard it here folks it's
2: not, I don't think it's, it's not, not gone forever. Forever. I think it's going to be reinvented I yeah. hope
1: so yeah. not not to stray no, right. we got to right. get these local it's movie theaters back. back again I agree it's with so you important. Well, I think these event thinkers at Mix and Mingle can bring it back. I'm now putting this on you. It's
0: happening. It's
1: happening. So there were 150
0: women in the theater and everyone said, we have to do this again. It was, there were gift bags, there was a the whole thing and then Bad Moms 2 came out and Brooke said, we have to do
1: this together.
2: So with that event, we got a bigger theater. We had 300.
1: I don't mean to interrupt, but did you know each other before then?
2: Barely. Yes, I would barely. say we were more acquaintances. We, I think we both kind of
1: you know, new cool girl that lived in Westfield. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you were just attending the the event. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes, yeah. but this was like
2: I get how many how long after was that? Maybe a year later least, or so, yeah. or two years later. It was just something that Jeff had done, and then I was working for a local magazine, which ended up not really being. The most perfect fit for a variety of reasons, but I think it did awaken a passion in me um, for these community events. So I actually, with the magazine, did a bunch of things. We, did, we and always wanted to be the first one there. So at Escapeology, when it opened up actually right here in Garwood, we did the first event there with 150 people. And then when we um, when yesterdays opened up in Westfield, we did another event there. Um, so really creating these experiences that people couldn't have on their own. Um, and then the Bad Moms movie was, you know, coming along and like, we gotta do, we gotta do this. have to. Um, and it wasn't really a job for one person. So that's kind of where, um, you know, we did it actually through the magazine, but we partnered with each other and made it, Luke kept saying it's like bigger and badder. Yeah. So we had, well, we had lots of things. We had, <laughs> we, it was definitely for Bad Moms. There were jello shots. There was,
1: you know, there was lots of stuff happening. No, <laughs> I, I wanna back up a little bit, but prior to Bad Moms, were you, Was that your first event that you worked together?
2: That was our first event. Oh, so you had
1: met before that sort of prior event, and then you decided to join forces with that. So, Jess, when you first started, you leave the law, and like you said, you started doing event planning within the law community, and you switch over. How did you, for those out there wondering, like, okay, but how? Like, did you incorporate? Did you leave law officially and then incorporate? Like, what were the steps that you took to get that business, that first business running? Right. Um. So I was practicing
0: in the city, and then I had my first daughter, and we moved to Scottish Plains when she was almost two, and I was still commuting back and forth, um, and I was reviewing resumes for attorneys at every level and speaking at the New York City Bar, and I couldn't commute anymore. And then I had my second daughter, and I, there was just not enough time and not enough space in my life to be going back and forth and still practicing, um, and I wanted to connect people locally yeah. in the way that I had been doing in the city. And so I planned the Bad Moms movie event because I wanted to see it. So I figured everyone else must want to see it also. And I found that space.
1: So, but at that point, you would not incorporate into a new.
0: I, I didn't, I mean, as an attorney, I like, I needed to incorporate and I needed to follow all of the legal steps. Um, but I didn't incorporate because I was just planning fun events for my friends, it seemed. And then people kept asking me to invite everyone. The things that they were having. And I said, I don't know all of those people. Yeah. I just planned
1: something that brought them all together. This is a common way for people to, who have, or are interested in something, not necessarily, you know, try it out. Maybe throw some free events or even exactly. events, whatever it is. Show your services and volunteer to do things and see what how it's received. Exactly. So I was definitely in the right place at
0: the right time, but because I'd put myself there. Right. You know, I knew what I wanted to do and I knew where to do it because I always wanted to go to events like that. And so I planned them myself.
1: Which is exactly what people like looking for that need. It's missing. So you did it. You want it. So you found out how to do it. Okay. So now you two come together. You know, now the two forces meet and become this amazing thing. Now, tell me when you joined forces, when did you decide to really make this official and how did you decide them to proceed?
2: actually really just our one year anniversary so it's really just been a year and it's really incredible to look back on all the things that we've done in such a short amount of time Um, but I think we just realized that it was the natural next step Um, both of us are typically major planners type a sort of people Um, I actually didn't think anyone could be more like that than me until I met Jessica um, but I think that what we've learned through this process too is that sometimes you can't always have a plan and sometimes it's kind of better to see how things evolve, um, you know, and see what the next natural step is. So that's kind of been the no plan, which is weird because I yeah. would always think you have a business plan. And yeah. I I mean, I, yes, I was, you know, took business classes and all that sort of stuff. And that's obviously what you're supposed to do. And we've definitely <laughs> broken all we didn't the rules. <laughs> because it. It, just, it just seems to make sense
1: to not make sense. Right, exactly. Right. So that's where we are. So, okay, so you decide there's definitely like magic between us. This is going to work. And for people out there sort of deciding, you know, but your friends too at the same time, how do you make that work? So you can make the job work, you can make the friendship work. How do you make both work simultaneously? And if so, starting out, could you give people some tips about sort of having to navigate who does what and, you know, maybe being completely upfront at, at first, so there's no hidden resentment, you know, some tips like that. So it's really funny because in most relationships, yeah. I
2: feel like you would 100% need to have some sort of partnership agreement where yeah. you sketch out exactly who's going to do what and what roles you're going to have to contract. But I like, writing. right. Yeah. Right. And that's right. my lawyer. Right. she right. Actually, Bryce O'Reilly. I'm surprised she didn't like, give me a prenup with Bryce. Right. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know.
2: But. but um, Somehow we both, um you know, I think in picking the right partner, it's important to find someone maybe who's not exactly the same as you, but mm-hmm. someone who um kind of fill you kind of fill each other in, um, you know, and I think with the two of us, we've both been able to capitalize on our strengths. Um So Jess definitely handles like all of the legal stuff, you know, writes up all our contracts. Mm-hmm. She's excellent at making a website. So she did that. I'm really creative, so I help develop all the graphics, and then she puts them on the website. Um, we're both pretty good with words, I would say. Yeah. So we we write a lot of, like, our co- our copy. Both of us kind of do that, whoever gets to it first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're both – we have a lot of qualities that are the same. Like, we're both very organized, kind um, of like I said, type A in some yeah. ways. Right. Um, but I think we're both able to kind of figure out, like, what makes mo- the most sense for each event. And we just kind of go for it. It's almost not much of a discussion somehow because we pick the right partner. It's really kind of amazing. And I've (laughs) said to my
0: my other I'm doing quotations. I've said to my other friends, "It's like it's so great to have Brooke because it's just this outside person that I can talk to about Mm -hmm. other things and work. So it's like an outlet, but it's still fun and it's still work. And when I see on my calendar because everything's on the calendar
2: that I have work the next day, I'm excited." Oh. Right, oh. so I think it's like we also when we decided to do this business I mean that's one thing I would say just when you're transitioning from one role to another is finding something that you really love to do um because that's just the most important thing and then finding someone I mean I couldn't do it by myself like for example and we both had situations where there was an event this summer for the town that Jessica had a prior commitment she couldn't be there we had like a thousands of people coming to the street and you know I just had to be there and do it and then we had a private party this weekend and I couldn't be there mm-hmm. and and Jess ran the whole thing so there's just no way that either of us given our family obligations yeah. and all the rest of it, could do it on our own um and I think we both always have in mind that our families come first so we have you know really similar core values um and so that's always the first thing and we just kind of fill in wherever you right. know
0: wherever we yes. have
2: to do it like my sitter
0: canceled for tonight and she's like just <laughs> drop your kids at the house like Alan's there it's totally fine <laughs> I, I got another sitter not that I don't trust Alan I love him but you <laughs> yeah, know, like we we help because we know that we need
1: it right so you never sat down and sort of designated it just sort of evolved would you say it just sort of made sense yeah it really did
0: which is strange I think for both of us because we're such planners right. Yeah, and to start a business without a business plan, I think, surprised both of us. But I'm glad we didn't have one, and I'm not recommending not having one, but I'm glad we didn't have one because we would have had to redline it so many times already Yeah, that it's better that we're figuring it out as we go along.
2: And I think it's all about taking calculated risks. So it's not like exactly. we're... It's not like we really have no plan at all. I mean, we have, like, somewhat of a plan. Like, we evaluate each um, opportunity that comes to us on a case-by-case basis and see what makes sense. Like, if it's not going to make a lot of money, is it going to be something that we really enjoy doing or that can lead, you know, to other events in the future um, or that can, you know, help promote our business or, you know, what? there's a reason behind everything that we do. And sometimes it's not, you know, about making money or the bottom line, um, but it's about kind of building this. Uh, infrastructure that's hopefully going to keep us around for a long time.
1: Right. And for the most part, do you guys sort of come in on the same page, you know, as these events have come up and these opportunities come up? Do you guys feel like you usually end up viewing it a similar way? We usually end up <laughs> viewing it a similar way,
0: yes. Yeah. Um, we don't always start the same way, mm-hmm. but it's amazing because even <laughs> as a former attorney, I hate conflict. And so I try to avoid it, especially with Brooke, at all costs, because we don't have a business plan. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But there have definitely been events where I'm like, I really just don't think that that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And she's like, let's just try it. And in the end, it's been fabulous and amazing. And there have been other things that I'm really for. And she's like, no, yeah, that's not great.
2: And we, we agree. I think we, like, when when it comes to that, then we have a plan. Then we sit yeah. down, pros and cons, and, like, what makes sense, and is it worth our time and energy? If, if, you know, we, yeah. you know, but there have been a million times where Jess is like, I, we're definitely not doing that. And I'm like, okay, well, here's the 10 <laughs> right. reasons why, and it's, like, fine, I'll do it. So I would, say, oh, right. I would say, you know, and if it didn't happen, then I'd get over it. I mean, it's right. just, uh, we're grown up. Sometimes yeah. and, you
1: know, <laughs> more often than not. Exactly. all right. So you're now at this stage where you guys, you're up and running and things are going, done bad moms. You're moving on to the next. You're not using a business plan, but clearly, you know what you're doing and where you want to go with it. So how do you then start getting yourself out there? How do you say, OK, we're going to do this. This works. We're going to do this. How do you sort of set? pricing for everything and sort of the marketing. And how did that evolve? Like, did you reach out to people? Were people reaching out to you? How did that all work?
2: I'm really honestly not 100% sure. (laughs) Things kind of just happened organically and very quickly. And so um, it's hard to really say exactly how it happened. Um, I mean, I know, like,
1: So, like for example, did people? So you had this first event, and you said we're going to go forward with this. How did you then get to the next event, like like or the next event or that? Like, like, were you then saying, okay, tomorrow we're going to get up and we're going to reach out to people and we're going to start marketing ourselves, or but you know what was the. So we had a, a few
2: community events that we really wanted to do. So the first big one that we did as Mix and Mingle was a Super Bowl event. So we basically rented out Linden Lanes in Linden, New Jersey. We had um, like so many people but, there, yeah. like 150 people there. Um, everybody got up, like joined a team. They had team names and team the t-shirts. Church. And then we had all local businesses um, provide prizes. So there was all kinds of prizes all night for, you know, most creative team name, most creative shirt, um, and then obviously for skill and bowling. And um, basically we created this whole experience there that, you know, people couldn't have it if They just went bowling and people had so much fun. So that was a community, you know, example of a community event. And things kind of just evolved from there. Yeah. Um, people started
0: asking, when when's your next event? What are you doing next? And if you can do that, can you do a private party for me?
2: And then we started doing things for the town so we did um you know two of the second sundays for the town of westfield one was um a health and wellness event on the street so it was yoga in the street which was so cool um, and, and then we also did Westfield Winter Wonderland in July. So Summer Santa was there. We had a whole Frozen yeah. theme um, and we really enlisted. It, it was really all about um, supporting the businesses in the downtown.
1: So were you coming up with these ideas and approaching the local businesses or the things, the town? Or did town say, we sort of want something at this time. Can you come up with an idea? So the town had actually launched it a year ago. So this was the second year, um, but they just needed some
2: extra help. It was actually through the Downtown Westfield Corporation. Um, so they just needed some extra help um, to really, you know, make it the big event that they wanted it to be um, and to have people that could just focus on those events because they have so much on their, you know, place.
1: But it's, you know. it's a great way you started. It's a really interesting way you did it. So your mar- the marketing was almost... By trying to stay local, you went right to the heart of local. And from there, got to know everybody. So those out there looking to start something, you know, if you are thinking local, by going to the town, by going to the Chamber of Commerce, by going to see what they're doing and helping them, and, and which is really a really genius way to get your name out there and so people can see what you can do.
0: Right. And now we have relationships
1: mm-hmm. with the local businesses, which also
0: really is helpful for our private clients.
1: And when you started this, when – as we said now, like, support local is your, your mission. Was that always your mission or did that sort of evolve as you were doing
2: it? That was our mission from the, it was we yeah. party local yeah. and, um, and we're all about it. Like we really, um, I mean, even that event, you know, when you talk about how things kind of lead to the next thing, um, after the Westville Winter Wonderland, we had, um, asked Little Nest Portraits to come and photograph it. Um, cause they had Summer Santa in their studio and there was a line wrapped around the corner of people coming to take pictures of summer Santa. And we said, you know what, what if you leave the studio too, and just kind of take some of that, take some pictures of the event. And then we walked into the space, which I had never been in there. And I don't think Jess had either. And we looked around and we're like, wow, this is such an awesome space. And you know, there's definitely a lot of time when it's not being utilized because obviously the peak times of business are around now for holiday portraits. And so we're like, what if you, kind of create a new revenue stream and have birthday parties here, and we can help you do that. And so we created a whole kids party business for them. Um, we partnered with them and I don't know if you remember like glamor shots from like the eighties and it was like, you know, getting all glam and then having your pictures taken. So we basically created this, um, party where the glam squad comes in, gets all the girls done up. Um, we have a DJ sometimes there's all different themes, but at the end, everybody gets to take their own portrait. Um, and then they take a group shot and the kids just love it. They like play to the camera and just have the best time. So, um, it was great for us because it created another venue for us to be able to be creative and to have parties. And it was also great for them because it created a new revenue stream during, you know, their downtimes, um, you know, to utilize their space
1: because they have it anyway. So I would think it's, so, you know, two moms who have been so involved in the community, you know what's needed. You know what your kids are doing. You know what your kids would like. That doesn't exist. So it's really, you know, again, those listening out there, men and women, anyone who's been home and sees what's missing in the community, what a great way to do that. Again, seeing what's missing from your own experience and bringing it to life and staying within that local community to do it. So do you, since you've started that, do you see more of a communal gathering like do you feel like there's the community has come become closer and does more things together now i mean i think there's been a big push from the town of westfield
2: as well um just with creating these awesome community Mm -hmm. events um so i think the like it's just become such a great i mean it's always been such a great place to live but i think that's been um a huge initiative um you know for the current administration to do Mm -hmm. all these really awesome events in town um So, yeah, I really do see the, the town coming out and supporting all of these events, not just ours, but the ones that are, you know, thrown throughout the community.
0: Yeah. And now that they know that the events are even bigger and better than they had been, more people are coming and inviting more friends to come. And even from the I live in
1: Scotch Plains, so even people from the surrounding communities are all are all attending. And it's almost like the more they come, the bigger like now you're planning the next one because exactly. so it's sort of growing and growing and growing. Exactly. Um, So they
0: had uh, local artists paint a mural under the train trellis, and it's fabulous. So it's Ricardo Roig. And so we went to his gallery, uh, Roig Collection. He has a gallery in Hoboken and in Westfield. We're having an event in his space tomorrow night. It's a free wine tasting and art show, and he'll be showing
2: his screen printing process we're so excited <laughs> and he's giving away there's going to be yeah. some free giveaways the whole event is free and it's really just a full-on cultural experience right in downtown westfield um with live music mm-hmm. yeah we'll be there yeah <laughs> come say hi yeah <laughs> we're gonna jingle and mingle
1: tomorrow I? yeah I exactly know, right? yeah i like that yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> <This is laughs> happening right <laughs> here <laughs> you're witnessing it yeah. So with all the things that you've done and you've done so many fascinating things, what uh, can you tell each tell me, which might be, I'm sure you love them all, but maybe one that really stands out, one that you're really proud of, one that really meant something to you, you know, maybe, you know, is kind of close to your heart. I'm stumped because I love so many of them.
0: I would really, really have to say the bad moms 2 event because the first bad moms m- movie event is how it got started locally. And that's, Really, what I always go back to is like just bringing people just like me who needed something to do, bringing those types of people together Mm -hmm. and including the community in the event. I would really definitely Bad Moms. Plus, the movie was fabulous, both of them.
2: (laughs) I think that one was really surreal because also Lord and Taylor partnered with us on that one. And we had all the cosmetics um, ladies come and they were throwing samples out into the crowd. And it was just, there was so much energy. Um, it was really cool, but we did another, we actually did another event there too. A kit we did Incredibles 2 there and we had Mr. Incredible. And so (laughs) that was really fun. Um, I think the town events are also are for me really Mm -hmm. awesome because, it's just like being a part of the community in that way. I mean, we did an event for Adam's Fest. I think that was yeah, I mean, and, and actually it was, it was epic, but the weather was horrible. Yeah. We've had some bad luck with the weather. We, mm-hmm. we actually just, um, organized the tree lighting for the town of Westfield too and had horrible weather that day. But I think just seeing the community come mm-hmm. together that way and all the local businesses that we organized to be out there, like at Adam's Fest, they were all out there in the pouring rain, yeah. um, because they didn't want to let the community down and there were, you know, I mean, we had all these different businesses that were out there, um, you know, to support the community, and the community was supporting them. Like, people still came, even though it was raining, and hopefully, if we have the opportunity to do it again, it'll be a beautiful, (laughs) shiny day, because it it really (laughs) did an been awesome.
1: It was amazing. So now that you've expanded into private events as well as town events, do you have a preference? I mean, I'm sure you love it, but is there something that you, like, does it matter? they're both so different.
0: Mm -hmm. I think I would probably say like, I would prefer the private events and prefer the public events, but I love being in town and seeing the community in literally filling the streets. It's an amazing thing to watch, but it was also fabulous this past weekend to see a family celebrate their husband and father and party and, you know, have cigars rolled in front of them and, dance and s'mores on the terrace
1: and so for those aspiring event planners out there who want to you know get going on this when you have these how now let's go back to the business side of it now, let's say we're doing a public a private event and you have this idea of using cigar rolling and really interesting unique things do they give you the budget and then you fill in what you can with the budget or do you say look this is what we're thinking. And you know, here's an option. Here's a bigger option. Like, how do you kind of work with a client when you're doing this? I think the lawyer answer is it depends.
0: Yeah. Um, but really, for the most part, what we've done so far is they give us a budget and we fill it in. Because we've had a larger, we've had larger budgets and we've had smaller budgets. And the parties are equally what the client wants them to be. Mm-hmm. Whether it's fun or low-key or, you know, fabulous dancing all night long. It's whatever meet their budget and their needs
1: so I want to back up again so let's say you you have the, the the seed is there do you sort of think about it before going in or is it do you want to wait to see where they are before you start getting so you know what I mean it's really helpful to talk to the client first because if we don't know them
0: or if you know um one of our friends hires us to plan her husband's party and we don't know the husband, we really need to have quite, and we have a, you know, an initial questionnaire and forms and whatnot, but it really helps to meet the person and, and see it all happen.
2: And I think, well, you've shown me things before where we're supposed to not ask about a budget. Yes. Like, actually, you're supposed to kind of, right. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> I, well, <laughs> or like find well, out like everything they want, you know, and, and then, then right. and then kind of see where it fits in. But we don't ever, no, I, I would right. say we never work that way. I mean, because I, as, as right. a client, I mean, I've had to plan my own event. Yeah. Like everybody has a budget. Yeah. And I mean, I think what we try to do is to offer the best possible experience within someone's budget. Um, and it doesn't matter if it's you know, big or small, like we will give you, you know, what you were looking for in the best time that you can have without any of the hassle. And you could just show up and enjoy your party and, and have fun. Exactly. So one of the things the, it was an article that I had sent Brooke, um, and basically said,
0: don't ask what their budget is. You don't even want to know what it is. You're going to make the event fabulous for them and they won't, believe how amazing it is and they'll be so thrilled with all of the time the money and energy you saved them that they'll be willing to pay you anything which is amazing if you're you know an event planning corporation right. with offices right. across the country um which weren't and we're not there yet yeah right. so not we, quite yet
1: yes so we don't do that
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the
1: article was inspired <laughs> i think on the other hand you have this big than planning corporation but to have two moms sitting there with you I think would be so much more personal and I personally would so much prefer that to feel like it's you know you're sitting with friends who get you or trying to figure this out as opposed to some big corporate machine that is sort of you know spending whatever and is it doesn't care right and we really care I mean that's Mm -hmm. actually what you kind of
2: we really care like almost to a fault like we just want everyone's experience to be Mm -hmm. amazing we want it to exceed your expectations and Um, like we really do try to go above and beyond, you know, to give everybody that experience. Yeah.
1: So, okay. We talked about the good. Um, so for those out there and everybody knows their ups and downs and, you know, maybe could you share some bumps along the way that you over that you got over, but you know, people out there can sort of relate to and say, okay, well, you know, things didn't always go smoothly as they should have, but they work out at the end and there's a reason for those bumps. So when we
0: started, my goal was to plan events that I wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And but then you have and to make
2: you go to events. Right, and then, right, go and to.
0: And then, right, right. Right. <laughs> and so that's what happened. <laughs> the <end. laughs> But then we had to get the people there. Mm-hmm. So we were inviting our friends, which is who you want to party with anyway, but it was sometimes a struggle and we were nervous. What if the people don't come? And what, um, just like anyone who invites anyone to a party is nervous. Right. So it's better for us to help a private client or a, a municipality and plan something for them. And then they bring the people and we bring our own people as well. That's
2: what's worked the best for us. So it's sort of a built in audience. Exactly. That you are not necessarily responsible for. Exactly. I would much prefer that. That's actually my biggest.
1: Thing. Did you feel that that was a bump, like or not a bump, but you know one of the obstacles along the way? Yes, yeah, I would say yes. Um, you know, and then there's certain
2: events like tomorrow night. It's a free event, and like we're, you know, it we have a great turnout, and so it's, you know. Um, those sort of things happen too, but I don't like the pressure, um, especially when we've committed financially to renting out a space, let's say, exactly. um, you know, you need to, like, again, it needs to be a calculated risk. And I'm a lot of this just, just as a lawyer, I would say that I'm like more the business person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm always, which is funny because I was never really that good at math, but then as a buyer, I would say that I got, you know, there's the creative side and then there's also the number side, um, of just running an actual business and i feel like the numbers have to make sense so that's part of like the non-plan there always is like that financial piece to it that needs to make sense in order to move forward with an event um, but i would say from like a personal perspective a bump is just trying to balance it all yes. you know and um you know it's try- because it is flexible and we make our own hours and but obviously when we have a client, we want to give them our yeah. all. And so all of these things are a huge time commitment. Um, so it's just kind of like every other mom is
1: just juggling it all. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know? Working
1: at two in the morning to get that done. So you can yeah. get your other stuff yeah. in the middle of the night when you can't sleep and you're sending emails and Jess is like, right. why did when, you why send did something
2: you? at three in the right. morning? So, right. I'm like, because I woke up thinking that's about that's it right. and now I'm writing it. So I think like we're never really off, right. Um, you know, and, and that's, but we, it, when you love
1: what we you're doing, doing right.
2: and it, it kind of all comes together and it's okay.
0: Exactly. And because we're both moms with children who fall and get stitches or they get right. a cold or whatever it is, and, you know, you go to the doctor and you have to go back the next day, for example. That happened yesterday and today. She's like, so we're not meeting today? I was like, no, nope, but I'll <laughs> talk to you later back at the doctor. <laughs> They're so cute. Um <laughs> But if, you know, and or there's there's dance rehearsal or there's piano this or there's football that I mean, there's it's just constant. And then, you know, our husbands would like some attention also, which is fine. Um, But it's just it's constant. But that's how we operate well.
1: Mm -hmm. Because you understand it. All right. So how about some tips to those out there who are like, I'm in the same boat. I don't know what to do. And again, having a partner, I think is incredibly helpful that is on the same boat. Tip number one. Probably, but how about a couple other tips the way you sort of handle, it? like you were saying the 3 a.m. email or, you know, the call from the doctors, maybe some other tips for those out there. Shared calendar. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, her
2: shared <laughs> calendar. Okay, so she <laughs> loves the shared calendar. I'm not going to say I don't love the shared calendar, but it pops up and I'm like, oh really? <laughs> Why do I have all this stuff on my calendar? an agenda. That's right. where the type A thing comes in. But right. then we do accomplish. So I have to say that's good. Um, I think also, like, some of it's like, you're just not going to figure it out. And maybe that's okay. Like, you can't always do it all. And um, I don't, I don't right, know. Like We're friends with people who
0: we know don't plan ahead. And we're like, are you coming? Can you come? Yeah. What are you doing? No, you can't meet for lunch? Okay, because we would have met if you can So just as it may not work for everyone to plan so far in advance, we have to not only because it's our job but to make our job work we need to know what's happening almost every hour of the day Mm -hmm. but
2: we we love that not everybody
0: loves that right
2: he's become a lot more flexible oh my god (laughs) she's
0: like can you meet now it's like yeah it's the new easy breezy me (laughs) my old friends don't even recognize me they're more easy
2: breezy yeah i so much more fun now. <laughs> I don't know. What? No, I just mean like you're more flexible when when schedules might change oh, or timing Still less fun, just journey? more flexible no, with more timing.
0: Oh this is not going as I can. Um, but know. we laugh a lot at, at ourselves.
2: And not other people, but just <laughs> at ourselves.
1: <laughs> with others. With others. At, right. <laughs> okay. I, I think the
2: other thing too, which Jess has actually taught me because I've taught yeah. her to maybe be a little bit more flexible. Yeah. To say no sometimes, oh, which actually, oh. which I'm actually really bad at that. She like is. I always want to try to make things work. I'm like a, nope. definitely a people pleaser. Nope. You're not. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs>
1: but I gotta tell you, that's actually invaluable. What you're saying right now, right there are the reasons for these partnerships. Right. So I, it, right there is probably why it worked immediately. Right? Because what you're saying. So,
0: so, <laughs> so I've said I owned my own business before. Yeah. So I had gone to entrepreneur seminars and learned things and, you know, how to say no and really the most important lesson I ever learned was who is your ideal client. You know who you want to work with, but you don't always know until it's happening who you don't want to work with.
1: That's
0: right. So the no came easier for me and since we've been partners, I've needed to say no to more things you know, volunteer opportunities that I would have otherwise have taken. Um, You know, we're in the schools and there's PTA and there's boards and uh, all sorts of other things. And I've had to say no to things or step away from things that I would have enjoyed doing. But I enjoy my job so much Mm -hmm. that I don't mind saying no. But then when Brooke wants to do more or say yes or do something just to make someone else happy, which is a very important quality, and I also like to make people happy, but, but yeah, right. right, but it's important to say no. And for me, at the very beginning, especially, also, I'm like, you have to value your time. Your right. time is so much more valuable than than you're giving it. The work that's not English. No, so
1: it's such an important lesson. But right. Brooke, I I understand that too because it's it's really hard because you want to make everybody happy. Right. right. So you need just like I we have a similar situation. Like I'm like yes, of course right. I will be in three states at the same time. Of course I'll do that. Right. You need someone there saying, "Oh no, you won't." So my morph mom team is like, uh, "No," right. <laughs> it is literally right. physically impossible. Well, to sometimes do that. you need someone to say yes too. Right? right? Yeah,
2: I feel like there are times when, like, yeah. what we were talking about before, when and when an idea is presented to us, and Jeff is like, "No, mm-hmm. we are not doing that." <laughs> yeah. No, and I'm like, "But these are the reasons why." So I think it's about like being able to kind of figure out when it's right to say yes and when it's yeah. right to say exactly. no. She'll be somewhere and she'll
0: please, talk to me and she'll be like, "Don't say no yet."
2: <laughs>
1: Well,
0: that's a good way to do it. it. It It's great, right. And, you know, I'll say, okay, so I'll, I'll listen for longer. I'm really, do I
1: sound like a horrible person? No. No, I think actually you sound like the perfect balance. Because the the business is not going to work if you don't have someone coming at it from both ways. And I think as everyone out there is listening, like clearly this partnership is perfect. And you're, and as you're doing it, it's a really joyful way of going back and forth. But clearly, you know, they're, you're bookending this. Each one is taking a, a strength in this. And it's evident the way it works. So, which I think would make any client feel pretty comfortable that everything is, you know, you guys are really covering every angle. I think
2: we also find the humor and
1: things, which is
2: also important. Like we We can laugh at ourselves. We can laugh at each other. So it's not like we're, you know, when you talked about just about getting along and about, um, it's more than that. It's like we, I don't know, we just kind of can laugh at ourselves.
1: Like we also respect each other's opinions.
2: Right. We both respect each other's, um, and just in general, I think yeah. we respect each other, but we feel like we're equal, you know, and I think that that's also really important in a partnership If one person if it's weighted one way or if someone's giving yeah. more of their time. Like, I think we both um, put the same amount of effort in and the same amount of time and, you know, the same.
1: Would knowledge. you feel comfortable, let's say, that there's a situation where one of you maybe isn't and, you know, maybe, maybe you're not giving something a bad month would you feel comfortable saying to that person, listen, I get it, you know, the tough month, but I need you back. Or like, have you ever had to handle it? But I'm asking, cause I'm sure there are people out there who, yeah. who yeah, <laughs> last month, but, 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 and you know, but they don't know how to approach it and maintain like, but if you, I guess if you begin with a strong foundation, you can have those hard conversations. Right. So last
0: month we had a few very large, very important events, mm-hmm. important personally and professionally. And, Brooke had to handle one of them almost entirely by herself and another event I had handled Mm -hmm. it with my own company for the past three years and we were doing it jointly this year. Um, And both were fun and completely different and she handled one and I handled the other. And we both really needed each other Mm -hmm. for the, you know, to share, but we knew that we, we really couldn't, because there wasn't
2: enough time. Right. We each did what we could, like we each did what we could for each other and we were Mm -hmm. sounding board and, you know, for those events and definitely like decisions that were made were run through each other. But, um, you know that I think again that's why you know you need a partner. I mean, and it might not be right for everybody, yeah. or you have to find the right. I think finding the right partner is really the key. Exactly. We both said to each other, you know, I need you back.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's a good thing too. It's nice that you want and, and you yeah. want each other oh, back. Clear so out, right. like, and let's go on vacation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and how does that work? Okay, so. When do you say we're going to take, you know, July, I know, do you you set like a time that both of you will just not take any work, you'll take a break? Or do you say, you go now, I'm going to go then? Um, Both. Um,
0: So we sent a newsletter out today to our list, and I ran it by her. I think you were in the car. I called, I read it to you. And you were like, just delete the part about us not being available for the next
2: (laughs) month. Well, because the point so right, is, right. Like, we're, we're always, always available, available, and but I mean, we're not going to be here, and we're not going to be doing yeah. events for the next yeah, couple right. of weeks. So tomorrow's really the last event um, that we're doing, and we're at, we're actually going to be doing a filming for um, Hip New Jersey tomorrow. Um, we're planning um, a New Year's party, um, so that's going to be really fun. We we were there in October doing um, a Halloween party, um, and again, like since our whole you know, motto is We Party Local. We're bringing tons of local businesses um, that will have, some of them will have their own segments, some of them will be in ours, and we're just really excited to highlight all of those businesses um, and, utilize and eat, actually. <laughs> exactly. and, eat, exactly. and eat and drink, we have our mixologist yeah, coming, oh, too. So it might be noon, but we right. will definitely be taste testing. Right. In terms of balancing the
0: time, like over the summer, I was away for a week, and she handled this mm-hmm. enormous event. The trip was planned months maybe even a year before. And if that's what you need a joint calendar for. Mm-hmm. So if I know she's going to be away, obviously she would tell me beforehand. And if we're both away, then we just can't do an
2: event, It's you know, family and life first. And I think the first year was also tougher because yeah. like there were things that had already been on the calendar um, so and then other things came up and we had to decide, like, can I handle that myself or can Jeff right. handle that herself? Um, but now I think we've, you know, our vacation time, like we've put it on the calendar for the most part. And if something comes up, we'll figure it out. Um, but for the most part, we know, like when we're each of us are not going to be available um, and when we're going to be doing events. We're actually going to be doing some cool ones at Crossroads coming up, which haven't been announced yet. So I'm coming to you from a secret location. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: speaking of that. How do people, first of all, hire you? How do they find out what you're doing? How can they attend your events? So we have all of our events on
0: our website, and we manage RSVPs and invitations for private clients if they want us to. Um, Our website is mixandmingle.events, not .com, just .events. And um, they can find things there. We also put everything on Facebook and Instagram, stories and posts. Um, Our Facebook is at mix mingle events
2: and instagram is at mix underscore mingle events and you know you tell you asked before just about investing in your business i think and when you knew it was right to take the next natural step or how people find out about you um i think um a piece of advice that i would give um that really took a huge huge pressure off our plate was we hired someone to help us with our social media Um, and it's really always in our voice and everything is run by us and there's times where we even go in and say hey this doesn't you know can we fix this um but that was just, you know, we don't have overhead in terms of an office or our office is like the town. So we're, we're all over the place, like, you know, eating and I don't know what else we're doing, but, um, I, I really think that was the best thing, um, that we've done for our business. Cause it took a huge weight off of us because yeah. um, we were
0: doing it all ourselves. And you would ask about how we started, we were posting every day, coming up with something yeah. every day, even over spring break last year, we posted something every day was ridiculous. Um, and hiring, uh, my friend, Betty, was just one of the best things we've done for our business.
1: Okay. it it always comes up, you know, how much do you post? When do you post? And you spend so much time doing that. How do you grow your business
2: exactly. at the same time? Right. right. And, and the point is, like, that's not what our experts, like, we're not experts in social media. So, yes, everyone can make a post. But do you know the proper way to tag it? Do you know mm-hmm. the proper content that you should be posting or on which you know, platform it should be posted on. And I think that they've really, like Betty's yeah. team has really helped kind of focus us and um, yeah. and show us in the best, you know, the best possible light and highlights, you know, the things about us that we want people, you know, to know yes. about. She comes
0: to our events and takes pictures and posts them live. Um, and we're always happy to support another yeah. female business right. owner as well.
1: And by the way, and I want to do a shout out to you guys because you supported more fun. I mean, you've been very supportive of us, and we appreciate that so much. So not just locally, but just, you know, women in general, I think you're very supportive, which in turn, makes yeah, I think it's huge. What comes around kind of goes around, and that grows that circle. So speaking of which, and we only have a couple minutes left, I can't believe it, um, any events that are coming up that you want to, you know, tell people about, or I know they can go to find out about it, but that you'd like to talk about?
0: So tomorrow night at the Roy Collection um, on South Avenue, Westfield, um, Ricardo Roy will be Screen printing and showing us how he makes his art and there'll be wine and food and live music. Um, And then that's really our last major event for the year. Um, We have maybe something coming up for the Super Bowl. That's one of the events that I was hesitant to do in books like it's
2: happening So now that I've said it out loud, it has to happen. (laughs) Now, now, is that a town event that could be public or that's a private? It actually, I think it might be here, actually. Yeah. And (laughs) and the the interesting take on it is that it would be more of a family Super Bowl party um, because that's actually a missing niche. I think there's tons of bars Mm -hmm. that do things, but... Um, we'll obviously mix and mingle it and there'll be kids activities. I don't pre-shows. I don't know. I mean, now I'm saying it, so it has to happen. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're thinking of doing a kid cello event, which would be like a cultural event for kids, like music and art and um, all of that kind of stuff. So we have a lot of fun things coming up um, in the new year. Some private events that, you know, we've. And uh hired yep. to do as well. So
1: And let me ask you this about other towns. If people are in other local towns, not just Westwood but Scotch Plains and lo- how how will you go you know, how far will you go? I know it's just stay local, but how how far will you take that? Again, there's no plan. So and we'll do our little assessment and then, you know,
0: we'll uh you know, All right. to go sense to, sense to the sense city sense. anytime, London, work <laughs> wherever we actually did a business launch in Summit. Um, so we've been up to Summit. Um, Crave Consignment hired us to do her.
1: At Blow In her, and Blow at, Out. Yeah.
0: Um, so, again, it's using the local resources
1: in Summit. So local is not necessarily to hear, but exactly. staying within the local community supporting we're local right. business where it is, which is so hugely important right now. Um, you guys, I can't believe we're out of time. It was so exciting to have you both here from Mix and Mingle events. Um, again, one more time, just tell everyone how to get in touch with you.
0: Um, our website is mixandmingle.events and Facebook is mixmingleevents and Instagram is mix underscore mingle events.
1: I, Well, I can't thank you both enough for sharing what it was like to partner, how to start the business, you know, sometimes not follow the business plan that doesn't exist, but things work on their own. It's not the same for everybody. But knowing that, I think, just gives people the courage and the strength and the confidence to give it a shot that you don't have to follow one set way. And the benefit of having a partner that understands you and respects you and doesn't always agree with you, but you come to terms on what's right for what you're doing and, you know, the direction you want to go in. So I really appreciate it. I hope everybody out there reaches out to you guys because clearly it's really fun (laughs) what you're doing. Um, And uh, I hope you guys come back again. And everyone out there, thank you for joining us again. And we'll see you next week. Good night, everyone.
2: Good night. Good night.